Opinions expressed on ACB Radio are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff. Welcome in. Take my hand. Say hello to who you know and who you don't and who you can. We'll give promise to your springtime and beginnings to your ends. We'll try not to be cautious. We'll be friends. Welcome in, everyone, to our second part of our series of collecting stories that you and I and all of us in the ACB community have for over the last 60 years, whether you've been a member for three months, three years, 30 years, we've all had something that has impacted us or that we have had an impact on in ACB, whether it's on a national level, a state level, a local level, um, our own personal lives have been affected. Uh, and I want to thank you all. What we want to do is put together a group of stories, all of them in good taste, um, a group of stories of things that we all remember as our parts in ACB through the years and make it into a podcast and probably then stream it at some point as a program, um, hopefully in a in a couple of parts, I'm hoping that are that it's long enough. And I want to welcome you all tonight on this is, what is this, August 20th. And this may not sound quite as good this evening. I'm doing this on location. Most of you know I'm usually in Maryland with my computer and headset. Tonight, I'm up in on Cape Cod, Massachusetts. Um, waiting to, for this Hurricane RE, first of all, to become a hurricane, and hopefully to not damage the Cape too badly, um, uh, or any place else. I know we were just talking about upstate New York and uh, Connecticut and areas that Henri is apt to hit, and let's just hope that everyone stays safe and there isn't too much um, damage along the coasts. I think it's going to hit the coasts pretty badly. But let's hope that it's pretty recoverable pretty quickly and people stay safe and healthy with that. And so with that, I want to welcome you all. And I'm going to ask anyone who has a brief story that you would like to let us add to our podcast to please raise your hand and oh before I forget let me thank Larry Gassman for uh, streaming this evening and uh, Holly Tory is hosting with me this evening and that's especially important when I don't have my computer so I want to thank the two of them for being here with me tonight and Holly, if you uh, would like to 
let people know how to raise their hand. That would be most helpful. Okie dokie. Can you hear me? We can very well. Okay. If you are wanting to unmute yourself in the PC world, it is star A. In the Macintosh (laughs) world, it's command shift A. On your iPhone, it's in the lower left-hand corner, and you just tap on it. And if it's um, on your landline, it's star six. And all these are toggles, which means if you tap it, it'll do one thing. And if you tap it again, it'll go back to where you started from. And the same thing is with raised hands. Um, On your PC, it's Alt-Y. On your um, Macintosh PC, it is uh, Options-Y. On your uh, iPhone, you go to where it says more, and then you look down on the bottom of the screen, and it's around there somewhere. You'll find it. It'll bite you. And on your phone, it is star nine. I hope that made sense. That made perfect sense. Thank you very much. My pleasure. And our first call this evening is a dear friend of mine, uh, Sue Crawford. Sue, if you want to unmute Love to talk with you. Hi, Terry. There you are. Hey. There you are. Good Um, evening. Good evening to you. And I hope you and Frank are having a great time in New England. Oh, we are. And so is Rudolph. (laughs) Oh, exactly. Especially Rudolph. Yes. He has two cousins up here that he's having. Rudolph is, for those who don't know, Rudolph is Frank's 98-pound German Shepherd guide dog, and he has two cousins here who are chow chows, and the three of them are having a ball together. Well, so there's so many stories. There's so many good stories. I was just thinking of one that's a short story. So um, back in the day, um, when Charlie would attend the board meetings when he was exec director, and the board meetings back then were very, very lengthy because they didn't send the reports out ahead of time. So Kathy Wheeler always liked to attend because she was very interested in all things having to do with the, uh, being a parliamentarian. So anyway, she and I would sit against the wall, and there were many other people that did too. And then the board meetings would you know, begin and, and go on and on and on and on and on. And then this one time, there was... <laughs> There was this snoring. It started softly. And then I thought it was the board member who was in front of me. And and it was very, very rhythmic, very and I thought, gee, how come how come nobody on either side of that person is nudging them? Because if I could hear it and I was sitting in a chair against the wall, you know, I had to be quite noticeable. And the board they're just going on and on as though nothing were was hap- was wrong. And then eventually realized it was MJ's dog that was snoring. <laughs> it sounded just like just like a human being. A lot of times dogs snore and you can tell it's a dog. But this dog was trying to get MJ in trouble. <laughs> but, but when she spoke up, I thought, okay, it's not MJ. So <laughs> and then and then I don't have anything particularly humorous, but I was just thinking about all of the people, I mean the ACB community calls and ACB media began with ACB radio when I was thinking about Jonathan Mosen and then how electric really that the feeling at the conventions when you had Jonathan and then you had um, 
Jay Doudna and the others just working all the microphones and electronics and really doing, you know, what I thought was just an outstanding job and really set this, the standard and the precursor for the ACB media, you know, calls that we have today. So good shout out to them. So thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, they set the bar. They really, as you say, they set the standard. Right. Um, what they could and get I, done was just phenomenal. Right. And I do um, want to exonerate MJ. She wasn't snoring. <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> oh, you had another story that you told me that I think would be a nice oh. one to have on as well. Um, Jog my memory. Um, about, the, about the nursery school program that you started. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Well, that was that was when I was um, going into my senior year of college, and um, um, I heard that the I lived in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and the services were provided by the Lycoming County Association for the Blind. Now, back then, you know, I, I didn't think I, you know, I. I, I certainly didn't think consider myself legally blind. I wasn't. I had a driver's license and everything. Well, it turned out that that there were about five children, preschool children in the county who were blind, and the and the executive director wanted to start a pilot a preschool pilot program, and hopefully after the summer pilot program, then he would be able to get funding from the federal government, and so. I happened to hear about it and I was a special ed major. So I went in, you know, with all the confidence you have when you're 20 years old. And I said, well, sure. And we set up this wonderful pilot program. I mean, I mean, it, it was wonderful because of all the other people that really helped out and volunteers and everything. So at any rate, fast forward to when Charlie was executive, executive director and we came down and I think it may have been in 99. I don't, um, Maybe no, maybe it was the next year, two thousand. At any rate, um, there was a reception, and who was there? But uh, Leroy Price, who was the executive director of the Lycoming County Association for the Blind, and his wife Mary Skoog, um, who was the social worker there. And so it was just so wonderful for me to see them because, of course, I had left Williamsport once I graduated from college, and. Um, and it was just so fabulous to see them. And just that was just so wonderful. So a shout out to Lycoming County in Williamsport, Pennsylvania, and Leroy Price and his wife, Mary. But thank you, Terry. And that was so nice that it was, you know, it's kind of a, almost a what goes around comes around. Yeah. And you never know when you're going to meet someone at some point in time and look at that X number of years later. Mm-hmm. Run into them again through, through an you know at an ACB uh, convention, a right? And of I years later, and I guess um, I guess there used to be a lot of bowling tournaments, and some of them were held in the Williamsport area because I know MJ talked about that too. Then later, but that was way before I even became legally blind. But um, but I, that was just a, a great opportunity to to work for him and it paid almost nothing but what fabulous experience it was and and he was just the most wonderful person and mary was just uh they were they're both just wonderful wonderful people so so okay. i will step back now because i'm sure there are lots of other people that have things to say but 
Well, I thank you for all of those stories. That's great. And uh, who else would, has the, you have the opportunity of the microphone. And we would love to hear your stories. And, and if I don't hear from anyone, I may start calling on people. That's what I did last week. <laughs> uh, Holly. No hands, my dear. We don't have any hands, no. So no what hands, I was going no to hands. say is, but you must have a story or two. You've been around from from what we were talking before the show. Holly's been around about as long as I have, and that's going so. <laughs> she must have only been she must have only been six when she started. Oh, you're so funny. I'm I was in my teens. My mother joined and and dragged me to several meetings when I would have much rather been talking to my girlfriends. But you know, you know how parents are. <laughs> Indeed. Um, Yes, I'm not supposed to talk because I'm the host, but you made me, so let's let yes. that be for the record. I um well, the one story I told on one of the community calls, I guess I could tell that one again. I met Derwitt K. McDaniel, and the reason I met him was he was a friend of a person who was my relative, but not really my relative. He was related to my uncle, and he and his wife were friends of my parents. And so um, we all went over there to their house, my mom, my dad, and I, and I met him and he scared me to death. And I just figured I'm not talking. I was like 14. I figured I'm not talking. I'm just going to sit here and eat my dinner and not talk. And at the end of it, he says, you know, your daughter has no, no, no discernible personality. And (laughs) I thought, who the heck are you? And what, you don't know me. So for years, um, I tried to change myself and make myself have a discernible personality. And now it's quite discernible, <laughs> for good or ill. <laughs> he challenged you. Yes. <laughs> oh, goodness. Goodness. And, well, I know um, Rick... Rick had a story for us last week, and I think maybe he does another one this week. So, Rick, if you want to unmute, you're welcome to. Oh. There you are. Yes. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Uh, I was telling you about time when Merrill Schechter and I reconnected after 20-something yes. years there in 2018. Yes. Uh, Oh, yeah. And then we got engaged this last year. Congratulations Uh, again on that. uh, Oh, yeah. And like I said, we're going to be getting together in uh, September and take off to Vegas and California. And I'll probably be up there with her for her birthday in November. Ah, very nice. But, very uh, nice. The uh, I tell you a story happened in two thousand. Very interesting too. Uh, this was the year my wife died, and we had the convention <coughs> in, at Branson. Now, I went to conventions in both Arkansas and Missouri, but in my opinion, that was the best state convention that I went to. One in Branson. Uh, the first two nights 
that we were there. Uh, we was at this, I was in this restaurant in a hotel of the Seven Inn. That's where we stayed. And I pretty much closed the restaurant down during those two nights. So I, uh, of course, like I said, I, my music is blues was a taste of good old rock and roll. So I closed the place down two nights in a row, Thursday night and Friday night. <laughs> and I uh, took a break for about 15 minutes. And this guy that worked there at the restaurant got on the piano and he played. Now, there was this, now my nickname for my late wife is Maui. And he played that, and then he played this song uh, called "I'm Going to Maui Tomorrow." It's the first time I'd ever heard it, and so thing of it is, after doing some chasing down, I happened to find that. Uh, I talked with someone in the uh, library where I work uh, here in St. Louis, and they connected me to uh, uh, Tropical Music Company in Lahui. That's out uh, there on the island of Kauai. And that's how, and I managed to get that on cassette tape, uh, this song called I'm Going to Maui Tomorrow. But that was, a, that was those were pretty good nights. Uh, Saturday, I went to BRL, and that's when I first met Chris Gray. At the time, he was, I believe he was president of that, if I'm not mistaken. But about a year, about the next year, he became the executive, the uh, uh, president of um, ACB. So anyway, Saturday evening, the banquet was very interesting. There was this guy, uh, uh, Smirnoff was his name, and he was supposed to be our guest speaker uh, that Friday, that Saturday evening. He didn't show up. Uh, and for some, uh, I don't know what all happened, but he didn't show up. But anyway, we did we did our own banquet. I got up there, sang a few blues songs and stuff. As other people did too. And then uh, also the platters came and performed at our banquet. Now the platters were kind of late getting in. They were flying from somewhere else. And this guy who was the lead singer, and I'm terrible with names. But anyway, his uncle used to be with the Platters. Uh, and so, uh, but he had said that he wanted to go and, uh, you know, perform for us there at the banquet. But they got in that night. Uh, his fiance got up there with him and all, they all got up there and sang. Of course, the Platters have had a lot of uh, personnel changes and stuff down through the years, but it turned out to be pretty good. I'm uh, sure. Yeah. So anyway, Smirnoff, the guy I was telling you about, showed up about the time we were close closing out, getting ready to leave the next day. We did all of our stuff that we were supposed to do. So he, well, he went on and he he did his thing, and everything like that. By the time we left getting ready to leave. But like I said, uh, then Chris Gray brought, bought me a bottle of Budweiser. I guess he'd been there that Thursday night and Friday night when he, uh, particularly when I closed the place down and everything uh, during those two nights. But 
on Friday evening, there's this country singer named Barbara Fairchild. And she had a, a thing up there in Branson and she came and performed. We had a, a hospitality supper that night. And so I think it was about the next day or something. Uh, of course, we had this guy, his name was Bill Burris. He's dead now with Missouri Council of Blind. Anyway, uh, he'd seen her and everything. I guess she gave him a, a, a big hug and stuff like that. So uh, Dennis Miller, who was one of the guys, was there. And he said, he came to my room and he said, I can't get over it. I met Barbara Fairchild. Would you uh, talk to me for a while? And he said, no. He said, I know what I'll do. So he said he picked up the Constitution and bylaws of MCB and read that to him. <laughs> anyway, got him to sleep. <laughs> That's quite a speech. Thank you so much for that story, Rick. You're welcome. Uh, I know we have a few other people on the call. Um, Barbie or Liz, would either one of you like to tell us your particular memories of ACB? If you would, you're welcome to unmute. Uh, Merrill, I'm sorry, I just saw Merrill down the bottom too. If any of you would like to unmute and add your story to our to our great list, okay. yeah, Merrill. Merrill, yeah, certainly sure. there you are. Good evening. Good e can you hear me? Yes, we can. <laughs> oh, good. Oh, this uh, Zoom is acting crazy. Um, okay. Um, I want to say I came in late, but I did hear Rick because I was on a call with a lost, long lost blind friend uh, who I'm reconnecting with. But um, did you guys talk about emotional moments yet? I'm not sure. You know, about what? I'm sorry. Emotional moments about conventions yet. Well, we talked about last week. We talked about a pretty emotional moment with you and Rick. Oh, yeah. Can I mention and, another? Um, and we also talked about um, when Kent, uh, I can't say his first name, um, and Janice. Right. When, when, when he proposed to Janice oh, yeah. at the but, FIA showcase. Right. But I was talking about this week since I came in late. I didn't know if you mentioned because I wanted to mention another emotional moment if I could. Sure. It's not about Rick, though. It's about something I just did recently at the National Convention. Um, I'm a member now of the International Relations Committee. Uh -huh. And I gave a tribute to someone I knew from New York who used to be on the committee before I got on. But um, Josephine Defini, I'm sure you knew her. And yes. She was just a great advocate. She was the one that really taught me about advocacy in New York. And she said, Meryl, you can do anything you set your mind to. And um, she didn't take no for an answer. She was feisty, just like you, Terry. And, <laughs> <laughs> and um, also, I guess, um, the... And so she was also a social worker and a supervisor of social workers in New York. And 
she just had a tragic death, it was said, but um, she was my first mentor. And I guess when I moved to Maryland, um, well, this person's now in Florida, but Debbie Grubb taught me and mentored me a, a lot too. So, and, and plus we had Charlie and, and you and, you know, just so many great people. And, and now all these people are, a lot of them are not here anymore. And we have to really be the leaders of ACB and really impart the knowledge to the younger generation. But the other thing I wanted to say was that in my chapter, uh, I am the membership chair and I've recruited some members and also I'm on the legislative committee and I do reports on the, you know, things from the Washington Connection and also all of our legislative imperatives. And then for membership, I do reports on the um, things on the website under affiliate resources on the um, public relations committee about membership and about doing PSAs and people are really appreciative and I'm going to be working hard on that and plus I'm the vice president of the state of Maryland too so and so I, I do a lot and I appreciate you thank you you absolutely do and I can remember back oh the probably the first or second year of my working at ACB back in around 2001 or two, mm-hmm. something back in those, in those, back in those days. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the first place I ever met you was at an ACB leadership, uh, legislative seminar. Yes. I remember right. you coming, you coming yeah. and part, because we were both from Maryland. Yeah. And we would be in the same congressional delegation if I wasn't out coming up with everybody's right. box lunches or something. That's right, Terry. I remember that very well. <laughs> so yeah. thank you for everything yeah, you, you do. And that's it. You've been involved. You have been involved for, and and don't, and giving so much of your time and your efforts and your abilities through thank the you. years. Thank you. You really Terry. have. And, and thank you so much to you too for everything you do. Well, that's what we're all here for to work together that's right (laughs) okay thanks Mm -hmm. all right well thank you you're welcome now is anyone else like to tell us a brief story or you're going to get stuck with one of mine Uh, let's see we have Terry can you hear me yes Sue well, I think we probably, I don't, I suspect Penny is not on tonight. No, but she's I, not. So, so we can tell a story about Penny. <laughs> <laughs> um, with great pride. And I don't, you, you can remind me what year it was, but it was the year when um, the head of NLS came to the convention. <laughs> Maybe that was Des Moines. And, I've heard so again, it was in Des Moines. If it's a story, I think of this. And Penny stood up and she wanted to know why it, it took forever to get, you know, current newer books onto <coughs> you know, onto a Braille or or cassette. And it was taking forever. And her daughter Molly, and they were in a, a mother-daughter book club. And Penny couldn't get the books. And he just was about as rude as I think as one could be, you know, and just said, well, too bad. You know, you're never going to get them. 
It's never going to happen. Um, I mean, you could probably embellish that story a lot more, but she was so persistent. Actually, I'll tell, I will add a little bit to it. He said, well, it takes, there's so few books that people really want to read anyway, because the average blind person only reads two books a year. I thought Penny was going to go right up on the stage out of that. <laughs> right. Yeah. His thing was that the average, that av- non-average blind people only read two books a year. So it's not that big a deal that if we don't have something out right away. Yeah, if it takes well, a year to get a book. She took exception with that, to say the yeah. least. And he got so upset. And I'll tell you a funny story about it. We used to have a photographer that used to do all the pictures at convention. And back in the days before we had cell phones doing it and everything else. And he just happened to get this picture of Frank Kretzilke so angry. His eyes are bulging out. His mouth is wide open. He's turned sideways. Once his face is, is red in it, he was absolutely furious that she had actually uh, challenged him. It was That was just not to happen. I know. It was, it, was, it was a wonderful moment. And it was pure penny because she was relentless. You know, she just wouldn't give up. And you would think that that's what he would want in a consumer, someone who's going to advocate for, you know, for NLS. I mean, you would... You would think he would love that, and he he didn't. He got very irate, but she stood her ground. It was a great moment. It was. It was. Ah, uh, that that two thousand and one convention was a was quite an a, a quite a convention for any of you who weren't. Uh, were uh, were many of you at two thousand and one in Des Moines? If you want to say, just kind of open. We've got such a pleasantly small group this evening anybody who wants to just jump in on something you're more than welcome to um but we had it was it was a very difficult convention logistically because we were using a convention center and i think we ended up with four hotels and it was it was a it was a navigational um challenge to say the least but there were so many really, really cool things that happened at that convention. Um, that was Kurt Silke, the incident with Kurt Silke. Uh, the other thing that I always remember about it was we were doing, since it was the 40th anniversary of ACB, we were doing a, um, what Penny had a lot of work, did a lot of work with uh, a committee on getting statements from former ACB presidents and there were still some of them who were still around and, and with us in those days and I remember she interviewed um, Reese Robron and Reese had been, I want to say he was the second president of ACB second or third, I forget now offhand um, and was a very, very nice man we knew, Frank and I knew Reese um, through Many of you might remember Marlena Lieberg. She worked for Reese at one point when she first moved down to the D.C. area. And we spent a very, very nice New Year's Eve, actually, at Reese's 
recent eldest home one year. And it was just a very nice, what Reese had hoped to, for ACB and what had happened with it. And it was just a lovely recording that we played of that. We had ones for other presidents. Um, I think Laurel Miller, I'm sure, must have spoken at it. Um, my personal favorite was Leroy Saunders, who had been the president in the first half of the 1990s. Um, and of course, uh, and he was actually president at the time that Derwood McDaniel passed away. And Derwood had told him that he didn't want anybody losing time at work or anything like that for a funeral or anything, any kind of memorial or anything for him. And so when Leroy got up to open the first day of the convention, um, that the year that Derwood had passed away, he just said, I, and he just basically said what I just said, that Derwood didn't want anything. So I am going to uh, ask everyone just for a minute of silence in memory of Derwood and did that. And then just turned from the microphone and said, see Derwood, nobody lost a dime's pay over, over your, over paying tribute to you. And uh, Leroy tells that whole story, tells, told that whole story in the recording. Uh, actually, he told it live at that at that convention in, in uh, Des Moines. The other thing that we did on, at the convention in Des Moines, we had the most fun uh, entertainment after the banquet. It was our own. Um, Jonathan Mosen, I, as I recall, emceed it. Does anybody remember the show? Remember the show that was on at that time was so popular was The Weakest Link. And we did an ACB version of The Weakest Link. And we had more fun with that, uh, the, the entertainment of that evening's banquet. And I think we had, what did we, I'm trying to remember. That was, I think we had something like, I want to say we had 450 at the banquet. Might have been closer to 600. I don't remember now if the 450 was all they thought we could hold in the t- in the room. Or if that's what we actually had, I I forget. I have too many numbers in my head from too many conventions. I think. This but, is uh, yes. This is Holly. I can tell you one story about the one convention that I went to of national renown, which was in Dallas in fifteen. Uh huh. Did you go to that one? I didn't. I didn't go to Dallas in 15. Yeah, it was it was quite an experience. I was only there for three days because I had to. Um, my husband and I are both hams and we I had to cater a thing for the ham radio people the Saturday. So we only were there for part of the time. But I got I was decided I was going to go find out where to relieve my dog. And I decided that I would not go out, didn't want to go outside because it was so hot. So I knew there was something in the garage. So I went and found it in the garage and then I got lost. And I want to tell you, I went in places in that hotel that I don't think people have been in in 50 years. (laughs) And and finally I found my way to my husband. He's like, 
we are going to send out a search party. And I'm like, I wish you had. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, oh, goodness. I have another story, but I'm not sure if it's, if it's appropriate to tell on a podcast or not. Yeah. To do we, with- we are editing a good number of them. <laughs> <laughs> I went, I, I went on that same day into what I thought was the ladies room. And I walked in and I said, is this the ladies room? And all these men started screaming like girls, get out, get out. It's the men's room. (laughs) (laughs) And I, with my non-existent personality, I had to say, well, I'm married. I have a husband and it's probably better. And he probably has something that's better than what you've got anyway. (laughs) (laughs) You've even got my my husband laughing here beside me. (laughs) (laughs) Hi, this is Carol from Nashville. Carol. And um, I can tell a story um, that my husband did one time in Phoenix in the early 90s, and I can tell a Brenda Dillon story. Okay. Um, Well... My husband used to, my my first husband, B.H. Newman, used to scout the hotel and check everything out because he knew everybody recognized that big booming Tennessee accent and they'd want to be guided somewhere. And I swear he needed roller skates some at the conventions helping people out. But So I'm unpacking the stuff and he's wandering the hotel and he comes back laughing rather embarrassed. And I said, what happened? And he said, well. I thought Tennessee and I thought the council had a nice hospitality room this year. Nuts and crackers and punch and stuff. And I'm shaking hands with people and talking to them, realizing I didn't recognize anybody, but who cares? And then I looked up and saw that a bride and groom were entering the room. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's priceless. That is <laughs> we we told that one at his funeral back in two thousand. Oh yeah, <laughs> but um, my husband Orlando and I were at the Pittsburgh convention, which was a bit of a mobility <laughs> challenge because the uh, convention hall was like sort of under construction. And there were doors that you couldn't use and stuff. Um, and we got through it, but we there was an interesting tour. It was a, an amphibious vehicle. And Orlando and I were on the tour with Brenda and Dan Dillon. And what we didn't know was that the tour ended at this brewery. We thought it was going to drive back to the hotel, but oh, no, you just walked two blocks back to the hotel. Well, that, would have been, that would have been okay, except that Dan and Orlando bought what is known as a growler, which is a big glass container of beer. And the uh, walk back was uh, littered with uh, poles that you could bump into and therefore uh, break the beer. Now, uh, we're walking single file and following people. And suddenly, uh, Brenda, I don't know if Dan stepped on her shoe or something made her to kind of lose her balance. And she sort of went back and I caught her and she said, Dan, why didn't you help me? And dad said, to drop my beer. (laughs) (laughs) 
I can't imagine a story like that. <laughs> oh, it happened. Oh, it, <laughs> it was my husband does. was a first timer, and uh, you know, just absolutely had a blast. Oh yeah, and uh, and oh, we've gone crazy. to a few ever since then. But I thought with all the seriousness, we might need a little humor. So thank you. Uh, absolutely. Well, I thank you very much. Actually, you got me thinking about something. It's totally non ACB story. But since Frank is sitting here beside me, um, he could totally relate to a statement like that from Dan. When we were on our honeymoon, um, we had we went to California on our honeymoon. And our, part of us, the second week, we were visiting with Frank's family, uh, his aunt and uncle. And the four of us had driven up to Lake Tahoe. And this was the first time that we really experienced a casino as such. And now, mind you, we are on our honeymoon. After about four hours of one-armed bandits, I said, <laughs> let's, go to the, let's go to the bar and have a drink. We got to the bar, ordered the drinks. As soon as they came, Frank said, I'll be back. And he walked away and left me on my honeymoon. At the bar. Well, he went back to play the one-armed bandit. <laughs> About 11 hours later, I was like, can we, can we please go get a hot dog? Just something. I'm starved. Yeah. yeah. In a minute. In a minute. In a minute. We finally went to the place to get the hot dogs. And didn't they have one of the tables had the poker machine in the table? And he's sitting there playing that. Well, instead of instead of eating his hot dog with his bride, <laughs> I would have that you know man. What? But you know what? We've kept what next? When is it? Next Wednesday. Yep. We will be married forty-eight years. So I guess yeah. I put up with it. Awesome! Congratulations! <laughs> happy anniversary! Congratulations! Happy anniversary! Thank you very much. <laughs> I'm so lucky. So hus- husbands can be that way. <laughs> yes, they it can. Never happened. <laughs> oh goodness! Well, this has been fun, and um, somebody else must have another story for us, <laughs> or someone that's already told us one can always tell us another. <laughs> we have some people that have come in since it started. We have Sandra, and we have we somebody. Have, six- that's good point. Very good point. Any of you who have come in who didn't hear our original thing on this, in case you've missed it, what we're looking for is stories about ACB, about your experiences with ACB, be it on a national or a local level or what have you, um, because we're wanting to put together a recording of ourselves as our member, our our memories as members ourselves. I get too many hours in there. I'm proving that I can get past my eyes and my Boston accent, I guess. Uh, <laughs> um, so hi, Terry. This you- is Sandra. I do have one. Um, Great. Wonderful. So I don't even remember which convention this was, but Terry, you wouldn't, it, it was back when Pam Shaw was still active. Yes. Okay. So I'm sitting next to Pam Shaw and this lady named K- 
Kiki Nordstrom from Sweden. Sweden, right? yes. She's the international guest. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, me being an international person, I I'm always happy, you know, to see ACB reach out, you know, on the world stage and people come to visit us, and it's <laughs> wonderful, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to encourage um, Kiki. So she's at the podium and she's talking. Well, the thing about it is she's Swedish and her English isn't that good. Okay. Right. (laughs) And so she's going through the speech. She's going through the speech. And all of a sudden she says, I have a dream. And then she says something else nonsensical. And then she says, I have a dream again, right? And she says, I have a dream for the third time. Now, I'm trying to stay positive about this situation because, well, you know, when Pam leans over and says to me, her name is not Martin. At that (laughs) point, I thought I was going to lose it. I thought you were going to say that Pam said, and we're, and we're having a nightmare. <laughs> no, really. She said her name is not Mark. And it, it took everything I had oh, no. to keep from face planting on the floor because that was hysterical. Oh. That is funny. <laughs> well, I have oh, one more beer story I thought of. Uh, okay. full of them. We had the convention in Knoxville in 1986, and we had this big barbecue party at the uh, World Old World's Fair uh, setup, and they didn't have a whole lot of sighted help. Well, now my uh, my uh, daughter-in-laws came with the little grandkids to help serve. That would have been all right, but nobody told the seven-year-old that she could not bring people beer. And so I'm sitting there and somebody at the next table said, I had the cutest little waitress in the world bring me beer. And I thought, no. And I yelled as long as I could, as hard as I could for little Karen. And she came running up to me and she had spilled some beer on her. And I said, Karen, you must go with me to the ladies' room and clean up. Your mama would get in so much trouble she'd be in jail if the cops caught you serving beer. <laughs> Hello. Oh, goodness. Hello. And who? Pacino. Pacino. Terry Pacheco, yeah. Um, well, I've never been to, um, I've been to the one they had on the line, the virtual one, but... Um, I went to a um, ACB state convention in Virginia. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in the 2000, uh-huh. but I don't remember what year it was. I met you there. And at the time, you were selling jewelry on the table. And I was looking. Oh, my jewelry. God. I know what you're talking and about. And I loved the jewelry. And at the end, I was trying to get you to sell me all the jewelry. <laughs> I and, came there because at that time I was I had had my first eye operation for retina detachment 
And I had looked online for blindness stuff because I thought I always like to advocate for myself. And so I looked for low vision and I found this one called CCLVI with Barbara Mm -hmm. Millville. And she told me about the convention and I, and it was like not too long that it was going to happen, like the next weekend or something. So I just went in the room and went there. And you were so nice to me. I didn't know anybody except Barbara Millville. And then I hung around your table because, one, I'm a jury fanatic. And I was trying to decide what else I was going to buy. <laughs> at the end, when you were saying, oh, I want to get rid of all this one. And I was trying to get it from you. <laughs> but um And that remind me what your name was again. I'm sorry. My name is Barbara, but most people in the Maryland area call me Barbie. <gasps> okay, um, yes. Yeah. And um and I think they had Dr. Alibi there talking as yeah. well. Because at that time he was my low vision specialist because I was going to Dr. Gilbert. And he was my eye doctor for a long time. So, Ah. yeah. So that was my first state convention. And so every time I came downstairs to do something, I kept looking for you, even though you wrapped your table up because you were so nice and kind. I'm going to hang around her because she (laughs) knows everything. Well, I'm sorry we didn't get together more. But I do remember that. You know what that was? That was a regional convention we put together for Maryland, Virginia, and D.C. Yeah. And, mm. De- and um, Doug Powell and I co-chaired it. What year would and this have been? Did, and I'm thinking it would have been about 07. It was, it was either the last year I worked at ACB or the first year after, which would have meant it was either 06, 07, something. Yeah, because then, then I... Then and I what it was was... There was a woman who used to come whose name is totally gone from me, who um, her daughter, some relative of hers, had the costume jewelry that they used to put on the mannequins at um, Nordstrom's and what's the other store? The big store that's home store is in Dallas. I can't. Neiman Marcus. And she used to bring all, she would get the two, those two stores to give us all of the costume jewelry from the mannequins. And then oh, they would sell it. They would sell it. That was a fundraiser for Virginia. <coughs> Every year at the convention, they would sell that at the convention was the costume jewelry from that. And, hmm. um, and it was that's, and that, so I know I was giving them a hand with it once in a while, um, with their table and such. Um, I went to the one in that was. Were you at the one in Barbie? Were you at the one up in Baltimore, up at the BWI Marriott in two thousand ten? Oh um, yeah. Um, I don't. I don't remember if I went to that one. Um, I was after that. I was hanging around with Barbie Millville because she, uh-huh. she was the one that was doing the CCLIV. Thing, right, vision right, and um, so she used to come to my house and hang out, and we lost contact. 
but um, I did start going to the chapter meetings that you were having at the Flaming Bull. And the last one oh. I went to was the one before. Remember that lovely lady too? She she liked me a lot. Um, La Labrina La. She passed. Oh, Lorinda. Lorinda. Yeah. Are you talking Lorinda, about Lorinda yes. Steele? Are you talking yes. about? Yeah. Did she die? Oh, oh years. several years ago. Maybe. Holy maybe. cow! I had no clue. Oh yeah, yes. probably. Like she was. I'm gonna say better than ten years ago. Oh my yeah. gosh! My mother always compared me to her, and I was never as beautiful, as smart, as nice. As well, yeah. <laughs> yes. And, I I know her, and she was the one that was selling books at the um, at the meeting sometimes. And so she got my number, and we would call and talk to each other all the time. And I was still doing a lot, you know, going to like the Vision Group, um, Baltimore Bism School, and everything. So I wasn't able to come to the meetings as much. And when I came, they told me she had passed away and I called and talked to her husband. It was so, so sad. We was became really good friends. Um, can I tell another story, please? Sure. When, back in 2010, I went with my daughter, who um, is also blind. And when she was born, we knew she was blind. And we said the two things that she's going to do to be rebellious is join the other organization and get a guide dog. <laughs> and she did both of them, but she doesn't belong to the other organization anymore because of another story that I, I, to, I can't talk for. I can talk for hours. Anyway, she went with me to both to the one, the Marriott up in um, by the BWI. Well, and there was a, I, we were talking and um, I, oh. the guy who was the, we were the first blind people that came into the restaurant and they had braille menus. And the guy said, how did we like them and all? He was the head chef. And I said, you know, I have a friend named, my son has his best friend, his name, Seth. And Seth works at a Marriott up here. Does he work here? And he said, oh, yes, he's my best employee. And he came out and talked to me and stuff. And he was my son's best friend. It was so nice to run into him because I really didn't think he worked there. Oh, for heaven's sake. Yeah. It is a small world at times. Yes. You've always got to be careful because you never know who's watching you. You don't. You never <laughs> do. You never, ever do. And but, uh, Sandra, that was a funny story. I like that one. That was really good. Um, <laughs> indeed. I wonder what she was really well, trying to say. <laughs> <laughs> Is there anyone else who would like to give us something while we've got um, about another two minutes? Carol, did I just not lower your hand or did you have something? Yeah, else I guess to say? not. Let me try to get that lowered. It's okay. I just wasn't sure whether I didn't want to shut Carol off. <laughs> hey, Logan. Oh, I came back up. No. I can't get it down. Oh, well, you'll have to do it. So uh, it's the 615 area code. Yeah, we'll just call it quits for now and leave them up. Yep. That's okay. Is If there is anyone else that wants to say anything, 
please just unmute yourself and let us know now. Hello, Terry. Good evening. Hi. Hi. Who's this? That's Stephanie. Hello, Stephanie. How are you? Yeah, I remember I went to Columbus one time, one time, and uh, I'd be, uh, it was some kind of meeting or convention or whatever, but I mean, I'd be walking around, I'd be walking, finding my way around to different places, and people were like, are you sure you're blind? I, I mean, I, I, and say, so you do pretty well. I thought maybe you could see. I mean, they think that just because I know my way around, they think, they, they think I can see. Now, that's something that many of us who have very low vision encounter on a daily basis. You know, I wouldn't want to guess how many times um, I've been asked, you know, when I'm holding something up close in the grocery store, for instance, and then the guy says, where's your car? We'll, right, we'll take, bring it out to your car for you. you know, that kind of thing. They just, you know, it, it, it doesn't register. Um well, and especially, you have to keep in mind that we're a very, very small, right. we're a niche population. Mm-hmm. We're a very small population. And so it isn't like right. people, it isn't like people running. I mean, all I do day. is just like feel the braille, like if there's braille or something on the door or whatever, I just feel around for it. Yeah. And that's the best thing to, that's, you know, the most logical thing to do. But I think. Well, I, I also and have I some sad thing. news too. There was a lady named. Jill that I knew who went to school with me, she she died of a car accident. She was walking to her job and the car hit her. Was this recently? What was her name? Jill what? Jill Fisher. And was and she was a did this happen recently? No, a long time ago. Uh, that's that's a set of sad stories we could we could spend to an, an entire evening on. And we may do that sometime before too long. Yeah, because, so. like, she can't she, she can't see, so she's trying to walk to her job. She had no idea what happened. It's a lot of people that things like that have happened to. And I think we should... Uh-huh. I would like to see us do a tribute to those, to those types of people. And I may do it sometime in the early fall. Um, sweetie, I wasn't paying stories. attention at the time, and it's 4.58. I know that's what I'm just about to invite to thank all of you. I want to thank Holly for, for hosting and for contributing so much tonight. And of course, thank Larry. Um, he's too wonderful for streaming us on ACB media. Uh, here's a shout out to everyone who is on ACB media. If you want to call in next week, I know that there are people out there on media one who have some incredible stories. Um, that if you call in next week, I'd love to do to do those with you and anyone else who's got any of the you who are on here and think of something during the week. Please join me next week as we will do our third and probably our final part of this podcast. And I, I want to thank you all for joining me here this evening.